This is Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> He's a silent film star, so I thought I would just leave that completely empty. Uh, you get the point. This is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps. Listen, we're going to go right into it. Today we have a really good show with Danny Tavener, uh, a writer, an improviser, and uh, we talk about the great, uh, the great dictator, Charlie Chaplin, and the legacy it has today. So, stick around. All right, so we are with the one and only Dan Tavener, uh, actor, actor, writer, and uh, all-around good guy. Aw, thank you, Trey. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for being on the show yet again. Uh, today, we're talking about the one and only, 19, is it 1940? 1940, 1940, the dictator, the great dictator, sorry, from Charlie Chaplin. Pretty ballsy year to to make this movie. So I I was a bit confused. (laughs) 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 Not going to lie to you. I I, I have never seen this film. I think at this point in what's going on in the world. We've all seen the speech from the great dictator, which is literally the, I've only, I've only skimmed it as in like, I saw it it was Charlie Chaplin talking and because I knew it was a movie I wanted to watch, like it was on my list. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to read it or I'm not going to watch this clip. Uh, And that speech comes at the very, very end of the film. Um, Also, I had only seen the, the, the speech at the end. So I didn't realize how funny this movie is. There's laughs, so funny. laughs of plenty. You, you know what I thought this was? Uh, just uh, just talking about initial thoughts. I thought this was like like an Adam Sandler uncut gem situation. <laughs> 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 like Charlie Chaplin was like, you know what? I'm done being slapsticky. I'm gonna be relative. Like I, I as in like I knew I knew nothing about this. I thought this yeah. was gonna be like a semi drama, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Not at all. Honestly, is, not even like during the worst parts of the film, where you're like, "Oh, this is World War II happening right now." It's still pretty funny. Like, it's just him so, walking around. It's is, so funny. Um. Uh. First of all, answer your doorbell. We ain't got time for this. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> too early for that. So let me let, let me just go back and say this, right? Again, this was a film done in 1940, which was in the middle of the of World War II. Like World War II is still happening at the time of production and release of this. It's film. not even like halfway through. It's like, <laughs> it's like peak. <laughs> it was released, and World War II was going on for another five years. Like, like that's. They must have started filming this before World War II happened. And they just lucked out. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Charlie Chaplin was like, there's a guy named what now? <laughs> 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 and just went for it. Um, so I, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how films um, worked back then, right? As in, it's directed by Charlie Chaplin. It's written by Charlie Chaplin. But... Does that mean like does, like does at this time does it mean that there's actually like he actually wrote and directed this with no outside help? And the only reason I question this is because it seems 
it seems so complex for a, a film that's taking place in 1940. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. like, 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 <laughs> like, it's a film that, uh, it's a film, uh, like, this is a, what's like sound and dialogue, or maybe, I'm not sure if it was just sound, but dialogue or whatever happened like 10 years before this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. like doing, like doing, like, like it's in like it's so like, like movies are still so fresh, especially those with sound. I'm I'm kind of blown away by the fact that that he did this. Like I, I know I sound silly and stupid, but I'm, I'm it's it's such a feat. I think. Also, like, there's a lot. I mean, it's it's a loose plot, right? Like, there's a lot going on that just kind of ties everything together. That's yes, kind of hard yes. to follow. <laughs> um, I <laughs> no, that's right. I I, I want to find the thing, and I'm sorry. Give me one second. I want to find the thing that I read about this film, like the breakdown of this film, where I was like, "Oh, I did not." Okay, here it is. It's dicta- dictator Hankel tries to expand his empire while a poor Jewish barber tries to avoid persecution from Hankel's regime. That's what this film's about. That's actually not what I read. What I read was something like uh, a barber gets gets uh, mistaken for a dictator. Right? Mistaken, yeah, is that right? Uh, I thought that would happen so much sooner. Didn't like it, <laughs> it didn't happen. It barely happened. The whole movie, because it's clear he looks exactly like Hitler, or this Hitler character. Hinkle. So, right. so the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just waiting for the mix-up to happen. I'm waiting for it to be like a slapsticky, like he walks into the office and sits down at the desk, and then everyone's like, "Oh, it, you're Hinkle." It doesn't happen at all, and he interacts it with guards. He interacts with high-ranking officers, and it doesn't happen until the end. And they're just like, "Hey, he looks funny." Like it doesn't even actually happen because they, his right-hand men, like immediately know that it's not him. It's yeah, exactly. It happens. I want to say five minutes before the film ends, they're like, "Hey, you look like him." Then he, but then, not quite. <laughs> but not quite. And then they're like, "Okay, you're giving the speech, and that's the bit that everyone knows." So let's take a step back because we, we jumped directly to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see what's I, what's the barber's name? I feel like I, I feel like I oh, it's just name. a Jewish barber. Uh, <laughs> His name yeah, is, I don't, it's credited as a Jewish barber. I think um, actually with um, his role as Hinkle, I think this is one of the few roles where uh, Chaplin's character actually had a name. And really? obviously just one of the two characters in this one. <laughs> um, all right. So he's just a Jewish barber who we meet as a soldier. Uh, the film opens up in the middle of the war, which I think it, yeah, I, I think it was really funny that it started off in this war. And, of course, as we all know, Charlie Chaplin is a slapsticky kind of guy. There, there are bits of this all throughout the film. Um, but they're, they're, like, they're, they're, the platoon is trying to work this massive cannon warhead thing. And they're getting attacked from biplanes overhead. Right. And then... Yeah, like, like high hijinks kind of ensue, but then the Jewish barber, who is currently in the war, gets mixed up with 
I, 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 I don't know exactly what like he this this guy who was trying to bring uh, documents back to the base to win the war. And then they were too late, which I think was really funny. And then they realized that they lost the war. Like a minute. <laughs> it was literally like, ah, you, you blew it. If you had gone here a second sooner. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you, if you were here five minutes before, this would have been solved. Um, but, but their plane crashes, and that's why they're late. <laughs> it, cr- it crashes, so their they survive. Their plane crashes after flying upside down for quite some time. <laughs> I honestly, it's one of those things where you watch an old comedy like this. And at least I was thinking to myself, there's no way it's still as funny as it was probably back then. Like the physical yeah. slapsticky stuff. I was dead wrong. Every no, it was, moment it was, really funny. was hilarious. They're flying upside down. He's trying to check his watch and the watch keeps flying. And he's like, oh, gravity is <laughs> weird. And he's like trying to drink his water bottle. It's just emptying out on the ground above them. Yeah. I, I, listen, I think, I think if you, I think if you know who Charlie Chaplin is and you understand, like, even if you have an, a vague idea of the comedy he does, then you go into this and I think it's pretty irresistible. Like you're like, Oh my God, like yeah. this is adorable. Like this is funny. Um, like and for me, later, I, I've I'm seen still... a few Charlie Chaplin. You're still like in love with it. I, like I, I feel like I fell in love with Charlie Chaplin in these first few moments where I was like, comedy god i was was like i was like this makes so much sense this connects to a part of comedy that i've seen throughout many performers over and over again Um, immediately you're just like i get it i understand like it's just like goofy goofiness yeah and it's it was just it was just fun like it wasn't a movie like it's a movie about a dictator it's a movie about war it's a movie about like the holocaust and all of this but but it wasn't taking it. It's a satire, right? So it's clearly making fun of these things and not taking it uh, very seriously, which I thought was absolutely great. So uh, the Jewish barber, and I, I don't know his name. Was it? Uh, I want to say it's it was. His buddy, I, I don't. Yeah, his buddy. I forget his name. Oh, it was Schultz. It was Schultz, wasn't it? So Jewish Barber and Schultz are like they're in this huge accident, and then we learn that we learn that there was like a recovery period. The the barber goes back to being a barber and like leaves the hospital way sooner than he needs to, but or like, like wasn't a, checked like out long, properly. It's like twenty years or something, right? Yeah, they're like it's like yeah, a significant it, amount of time. <laughs> to, like twenty, like they find out they lost the war. Go to the hospital, and then all of a sudden, it's twenty years later. Twenty years and, later, and, uh, and this and he has no clue that the war is over. Oh yes, yes, he has he no idea about what's going on. Um, and of course, he's Jewish, and of, of course, what are, what are they called? They're called it's called uh, like it's Hankel, the dictator of Tomania. Oh yeah, there's so, the, the double cross. The double cross, right? So the double cross soldiers, which you would look at as like Nazi soldiers, are ruling those streets. Like, you know, they're like they're completely occupied. Um, and I mean, like you said, I, like I'm trying to I'm trying to follow the the thread of the film and like the narrative of it. And it's like the barber tries to open up his shop, but you know, the double cross are looking at him and and like 
Oh, sorry. He's trying to open up, go into his barber shop, except it has the word Jew painted over it, and he's trying to scrub it off. When to when a few uh, soldiers come, they go, "Why are you trying to scrub that off?" And then, of course, there's some slapsticky, some <laughs> some some, an- some antics. Hey, that's probably the best way to put it. Brushes to the face, some frying pans on the head. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Oh my god. So, all right. I'm I'm sorry, but this is a. I, a feat of 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 physical comedy is when Charlie Chaplin's uh, Jewish barber gets hit on the head with a frying pan, Yo. and I had to rewind it and, and watch that for like three times. I was like, "How he's making this look so easy," and I am laughing so hard. I, I, what, I, didn't, literally I did just not understand. Uneven walk. He's just like doing like a dizzy walk. Doing a, doing a dizzy walk on the curb and interacting the with curb. the entire block. I like try oh to play gosh. it off. It's amazing. I like I literally had to rewind it and I was like, like studying his feet. I was like, how is he doing this so well? How, how did he pay attention to this? Because um, I like me trying to even play around on a curb and like you know be like have fast feet. I would have fallen directly oh, onto absolutely. my face. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess this is just like, he knows exactly Why? what he's doing. <laughs> um, and listen, it's after that, uh, he meets Paulette, um, uh, Paulette Goddard, who plays Hannah, who's like the love interest, but not really in love interest. This is early cinema folks. Like when it comes to B story, it was very strange. Like, I, I feel like I think what made this film so disjointed was there was the the, the I'm not sure which one you want to call first. I, I suppose the Jewish barber story was the A story since we began with him, um, yeah. and then then there was like dictator uh, Hankel who is a dictator like everyone else, right? Like we again antics, uh, uh, and dictator then, antics. Dictator antics, and then we get like this little C story where he is having like this romantic relationship with Hannah, and it, who's yeah, a poor, a, a poor ugly girl because she has ash on her face. Uh, <laughs> she's she's so ugly. Probably uh, <laughs> the thing that threw me off with her story, and and kind of other parts of the film too, the accents and languages. Like they, there's times where they speak. Uh, I I want to generously say that they're speaking German. I feel like they're just talking gibberish. No, they are. They they 100 percent are. But uh, then other times he just goes yeah. back to a normal English accent, and then meanwhile she's the she's got like a straight up Queen's accent the whole time. <laughs> it's just like, yo, I gotta do this laundry. <laughs> Just oh, hitting really people funny. with frying pans. I loved her. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, she's from Long Island. Hell yeah, of course she is. Uh, <laughs> Paulette Goddard from Long Island. Um, it says she died in Switzerland. What? Hold on, there may be some connection here because I think didn't didn't Charlie Chaplin die in Switzerland? Is this Charlie Chaplin's wife? Am I? What's happening? Whoa. Oh no, yeah. he he did die in Switzerland. I, I he, they were married. Uh, Forty two. Whoa! So while they were making this movie. good for ah, oh, good for them. Good for them. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, listen, this this film is not like mistaken identity. It's it's a satire about a war that's currently going on, which I think is yeah, fun. It's, it's, it's more of a yeah. I thought it would be like a straight up switcheroo movie, like a Freaky Friday type of situation. That <laughs> honestly, that's what I thought. That's what that's what I thought going into it. So I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to see what. It's really what just a Jewish people would do as dictator. Yeah, it's really just like a slapstick under the guise of World War II, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is also just true. Surprisingly, like, oh, this is still a fucking great movie. <laughs> um, so what I learned, I, I, there's so much about this film, and there's so much on this film when you look online. What I learned is that uh, Hitler banned the film. But really? it was also noted. It, of course, he banned this from Germany. <laughs> I mean, he has, <laughs> um, like, like first of, first of all, uh, Heinkel's debut is when he's giving a speech to his soldiers, and just like Dan said, it's complete gibberish German. With like, he's like, he's like saying just like sauerkraut. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's probably the. It's the best fake German I've heard, though. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you like, saying something. <laughs> like, for those people who don't know German, you're like, it's, it sounds like German. Because <laughs> you pick up um, a word here and there, and you're like, okay, I think I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm, I'm smart. I'm following along. Um, so apparently there's, apparently it was obviously banned in, in, uh, in Germany, and all countries that occupied, uh, that the Nazis occupied at that time but apparently, according to historians, Hitler did view it. How did they know? I don't know. People were just around to say he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I if you left it. Well, it, this is what I said before we started recording. It reminds me of the interview, the Seth Rogen and James Franco movie. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, I can't think of many other movies that specifically target a dictator while they're still in power? Oh, no. I I don't know. I mean, well... Like, the interview was like, only a couple of years ago, and it was like, hey, Kim, Kim Jong-un, this is what we think <laughs> of you. Like, it's... I think... I, I think I, I think I think America has a like as far as action movies go, we have a real strong history of being like Russia sucks, um, yeah. or like Germany sucks. But yeah, I, I I don't like obviously Hitler wasn't in power in like you know seventies, eighties, nineties. But I feel I feel like there may be swipes at Putin, but nothing where it was like we're gonna make fun of Putin directly, and this is the plot of our film. Yeah, or if they are Ru- Russia, they're like, hey, let's talk about Russia 10 years ago. It's like there's a little separation, like safety net. Right. Meanwhile, this one in the interview, it's what? just like, hey, you over there right now. But what, 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 do you, what do you think is about a movie like The Interview and a movie like The Great T- Dictator that one of them was a big time success and the other one was The Interview? I mean, I don't know. Because this one, I mean, neither of them have, like, I'd say the interview has, like, a stronger story. Right. Like, there's a, yeah, there's, like, a, there's an actual. 
a traditional <laughs> fucking narrative. I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, what? Why is the interview so bad? <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen. Like, it's, it's probably I, I asked you an unfair question. There's probably many reasons why it was so bad. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this 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 ended up being Charlie Chaplin's most financially successful movies. Like, it, like it was a huge deal. Of course, we're talking about twenty, like. What the interview came out in two thousand six something? I don't know. Uh, There's also a more direct threat and interaction conflict between the between the countries. So maybe it feels. Oh well, yeah, that's true. More potent in the climate that it was released. If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me ask you a question. How how long do you think it took to film this? I feel like it's a lot less than I think. Go on. If you had to make one like, guess. Three weeks. 539 days. Wow. <laughs> Way longer than I thought. <laughs> I don't know where I got three weeks from. Um, no, no, no. But there's no way you would have you would have guessed five, like over a year of time to make this film. Why? I I do not know. I really I, trying to and, age him twenty years. <laughs> I mean, there, there are parts of this film I was like, he looks so much older than he does. Yeah, a, like a second ago. Um. So I, I also wonder, and I, I do not know, but I also wonder if this film was a direct correlation with him being compared to to Hitler. I feel like it was already there because he was already like a big star at this point. I mean, but yes, but you know, uh, Hitler is no way Hitler came to power and someone didn't look at Charlie Chaplin and went, you know, you should probably not have that mustache, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, oh yeah, he was probably he probably heard that so much that he was like, you know what? If they're going to remember one of us, they're going to remember both of us. I'm going to make this movie <laughs> that we're going to be inextricably <laughs> linked. Um, which I, I, I'm fine with. Like, I, 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 am, and I am completely understanding of the idea that Charlie Chaplin and Adolf Hitler were different people. Um, as, in, as, in like, as in like when you're on screen, as in like Michael, Michael Jordan had a Hitler mustache, but I didn't, like, I didn't think he was Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we? Am I saying Hitler far too much? Hinkle, Hinkle, uh, Hinkle. Um, I. It also. I don't know. Have you ever seen the producers? Yes. The yes. Another one yes. where I also I can't think of too many movies that parody Hitler so look pretty perfectly. Yeah, you know what? Like um, I never, never during it was I like, oh, this is a little weird. It was like he was always the butt of the joke. Is always like pretty relatively lighthearted. That's a, again with the producers. It's like right. 
they nail the I don't know, absurdity of being a monster. I, I think oh, that's maybe the most no no no. I, I think I think that's probably the most perfect way to I think that's perfect way to, to say that. And I think only few can do that. Yeah, I, I think I think I think there is a, a really, really, really thin line that you have to cross when when talking about sensitive topics such as this. Um, yeah, before it before it seems like celebrating or Right. Showing any genuine like respect, which is not there. It's all it's all like hey, this dude's a clown. <laughs> right. Essentially. Um although there's Speaking of clowns, um, there is a perfect scene where Heinkel is playing around with a globe, which, which which feels perfect as Charlie Chaplin, yet the joy of a dictator probably doing these like ridiculous things. It, 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 fit, it fit both the character and the actor and performer so well. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like a globe that is almost a balloon is just like floating ever so gently down and he's playing with it and he has the world in his hands and it just pops and this pops it's amazing it's amazing um uh my favorite thing is one of the i guess command another commander's name is garbage uh (laughs) the, the names the the slightly rhyming names of everything it was so perfect. It's so good. A nation of bacteria. Yeah. Uh, what was the... Uh, how, 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 was was it how was it said? How was it uh, said? I, 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 when I see it, when I see it, I just want to say bacteria. It's like, it's like bacterian or something like that, right? I don't know how it's oh, pronounced. Oh, yeah. Or like bacteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole, the Mussolini character... The Italian dictator. <laughs> so is it is it Nap- Napoloni? Napoloni. So good. Like oh, and, uh, just like just kind of like strong arming every interaction they had. Both of them clearly trying to get center stage. Like it's and it's still uh, like hilarious moments. It it really is. I mean, listen. I was on board when the double cross soldiers were being referred to as stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. There's enough where oh, you're oh. like, okay, I still understand <laughs> the world this is happening. In. It all, it all felt yeah. It's and it, and again, it very much doesn't feel like they're making fun of the war. It doesn't feel like they're making fun of the people who are hurt by the war. It felt, it, it felt so respectful of of all of it that I was like, everything else is so funny. Yeah, it's, they're making fun of like the outrageous following of orders and like blind. I don't know. Like they're just making fun of like the other side. Which is, which to me, is fantastic. Listen, after watching this film, I thought, like my my post dictator thoughts were. Are, are you are you okay there? Are you yeah, okay with that? Got a lot of uh, static happening. Yeah, like, 
Dan's in the New York having having all these technical issues over there. I'm good. Um, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so after watching the dictator, all I thought was. I'm in love with Charlie Chaplin. I need to watch more. Like, I feel like I need, like, as an adult, I need to really be able to watch his stuff and be able to appreciate what it is that he's doing. Because yeah. as a, I, mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's a pioneer of comedy and film, right? Oh, absolutely. Like he was doing it for, for decades. Like I feel like he was doing it up until he died. Um, and also comedy that we still see today that still resonates today. Like funny walks yeah. will always be funny walks, or like it, funny. I, I love it was toned down. Yeah, well, I think that's because, like you were saying earlier, with the one of his first sound movies, right. he didn't have to rely on the physicality so much. Right. I mean, don't get us wrong. There's plenty oh. of physical. Uh... <laughs> more than that. <laughs> Um, well, well, before I go on, what did you think about the length of this film? It's two hours, two hours and five minutes. It felt like it at times, but overall it went pretty smooth. There's a lot going on though. There's like a, a lot, lot going on for it, scenes. for it not being the freaky Friday that I wanted it to be. I wish it was shorter. But not, be, no, but not, but not like, not because I thought it dragged on. More or less because I thought, why is it two and a, why is it two hours? Yeah, there's definitely parts where it could have been tighter. Like I feel like they do the same scene over a couple times, like with the 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 frying pan out the window, right? And there's one part where the barber is pretty much on board with Hinkle, and they're going to see him talk, which seemed right. Weird. Like there, there was moments that I was like, "All right, that's maybe not." Well, necessary. then, but then they like, like there was like this C or D story where, where Hinkle was then trying to invade, or like they're pushing everyone out, right? They're pushing absolutely everyone out. Um, and then like the the Jews are are deciding to then go. I don't know. I I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the plot of like the Jews running to. Another it was it sounded like another country. They're all like all the countries are made up, so nothing's real. But yeah. it looked like it sounded like they were moving to like running to another country. But then he was I don't know. I, I don't know. Him. Like his he he stayed behind. His name was in the paper with Schultz, and I, I don't know. It felt so mucky a bit. Um, because they just picked and choose where they wanted to have like the story yeah. part of the movie. Um. But then every but time you know I saw that, there was a scene that made me laugh, and I was like, "All right, I, I forgive you." Absolutely, absolutely. Where I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, like I'm good." Look, uh, there was no part of it. Was, I think throughout the entire movie, I just kept looking for the Freaky Friday version of it. But uh, <laughs> but but beyond that, I was completely fine with what was happening with the film. Uh, then we get to the absolute last bit, and there's this like it felt like a five minute speech. It felt like it felt like such a speech that I think didn't begin with him looking directly on the camera, but ended with him looking in the camera. That I yeah. was like, oh my god, this is incredible! I would do this for every audition if I could. It's so weird because 
it's the only, honestly, like the only part of the movie where you feel that like the gravity of everything that's going on. Like you right. make connections, but for the most part, it's pretty lighthearted. Even the scenes with Hinkle, they're like goofy and irreverent and poking fun. And then right. this one is like, holy shit, this speech about equality and brotherhood and working together and goodwill and like changing the world. And you're just like, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is still about a monster. And, <laughs> and, and of course, of course, I, I heard it and I'm like, I, I feel what I, I feel this. But I'm also relating it to what's going on today. I'm like, oh my god, this is incredibly sad. Yeah, like this. Oh, this speech I, I, is yeah, you can't sad. not. Whenever you watch it, you can't not relate it to what's going on today or uh, yesterday or like whatever whatever time you watch this movie. There's something out there that you can relate that speech to. And, it's, uh, and I think, yeah, I, I think I think it does speak to, and maybe maybe seeing that bit of that clip in the beginning is the reason why I thought this would be an uncut gem situation where we saw him in a completely different light. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and and I think I think in ways, even if even through those like five minutes of of speech, I feel like we did like that was the moment, right? Like that that was like I'm I'm the writer, I'm the director. This is my movie. This is, I'm using this platform to to say this. I'm gonna look you directly in the face and say this. Like it, it, I, I don't like I, I don't think the message. <laughs> essentially, it was like if the message of this movie was lost, I'm gonna say it directly to your face. Yeah, and I think it's completely necessary because without that, it might have been a little in poor taste. The movie. Sure. Because it's happening during World War II. Actual atrocities are happening, like unthinkable tragedies. Yeah. And there's this goofy, like, slapstick, hey, Hitler's a dope, right? So without the speech at the end, <laughs> it, I, I think it would feel very, like, in poor taste. But with the speech, it's like, no, this is what we're really saying. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I, and I think there's parts of the speech that speak to it's like you as an audience member, you as the oppressed people, you know, Jewish people, and and everyone who's being invaded by these people, you as the soldiers, you as the people who are following this man. Yeah, um, and even to a certain extent, you as Hitler, like the, the way that he looks directly in camera, dressed as Hitler. Of course, Hitler watched this movie. Like, there's no way he. Of course, he did. And I think he gave up right after watching it. That's what I heard. I heard he he was like, you know what, Charlie really? Chaplin? Uh, it's like, I feel it. I feel it. I don't it know now. why people aren't making more of these movies then. It's that easy. <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but but it, listen, Charlie Chaplin had a wonderful career. And again, I don't think he stopped until the very end of his life. Um and I think directly after this, hold on, let me try to find it really quickly. Um, I think directly after this, directly after this, he made, why is it so hard to find? No one knows. 
Okay, sorry. Directly after this, he directed like the Charlie Chaplin Festival, the the Chaplin Cavalcade. Uh, most notably, I think it would be like Limelight, or yeah, Limelight would probably be the, the most recognizable at this point. But he's had like it, it, this is honestly towards the end of his career, as far as a director goes. I'm curious about what his like. He has 89. Imagine having 89 credits to your name. How many of those are speaking? Like <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, I, I truly do not know. Um, let's see. The last, the last thing that he got credit for as a writer was in 1967. He wrote a Countess from Hong Kong. 1967, he died in 1977. So he was still in the game. Um, all right, listen, Dan, let's wrap it up. I mean, at the end of the day, is this a film that filmmakers in any way, shape, or form, writers, directors, cinematographers, etc., or, you know, just straight up movie viewers should watch? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great way to show satire in the most powerful sense, like hitting hitting a target that is trying to take over the world, literally, and making them look like a like a goofy, <laughs> which isn't the only objective of the movie. Like it also ends on such a strong, powerful note that ties it all together. But I think, yeah, yes, required watching. I I completely agree. I think this film is required to watch. To see, to see, I mean, listen, again, I may be, I feel like I'm not going on a bit of a stretch to say one of the founding fathers of cinema, uh, or I guess godfathers, grandfathers, or whatever the expression may be of cinema, like absolutely crushing it. Like he financed this movie on his own. Um, it took over a year to make it. Uh, <laughs> it makes more. Yeah, I, I think, right? Uh, listen, he's he's someone who I think you can see it even in this one film puts everything in. And like I said, he financed it. He believed in it enough to be at at the top of his game, and for one reason or another, either couldn't get the money or just decided to spend the mo- spend his own money to make this the way he wanted it to make it, and. It was fantastic. I, I think there's a lot to learn about performances in silent film, and we'll certainly go over more uh, more silent films and films of this era. Um, yeah, and silent films, but uh, physical comedy, satire, yeah, um, yeah, greater like message of humanity. It's got it all. It 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 100 has. And I, I think a yeah. thing. In his autobiography, Chaplin said he could never have made the movie if he knew the true extent of the horrors of the concentration camps, which absolutely makes sense that they made it during, because it wasn't until afterwards that we like really understood the mm. horrors. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's. I, I think that's. That's what I was saying about like making it 
making it in poor taste. Like, I think the only way you could make this is not know it. Right. I, I think I think if you know the trauma of of anything, right, of a situation, and then you try to make fun of it, that inevitably leaks into the thing that you're trying to yeah. make light about, and, and it's hard to pull back. Um, I mean, listen, we like we like we like. Sorry, trigger warning, I suppose, but. Like we talked about, like nine eleven happened, and then we immediately started making more and more movies about wars. Yeah, but none of them were like poking like, fun or making a commentary on, or at least few of them were. Most of them were kind of celebrated, right? But, but like, how could you? Like, how, how, how? Like you, like you know, you know the emphasis of these of these atrocities, and you know what happened, and it's like, like there's no. I'm sure there are films have done this. Uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like because you know it, there's no way to separate yourself from that to to be like, isn't this a fun? Isn't isn't Bin Laden crazy? Right, and the ones I'm thinking um, of mine from that era are like uh, Team America, World Police. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, that's it. Uh, that, 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 yeah, yeah. Away with a lot of the stuff in that movie is because they were puppets. <laughs> no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely, I didn't even think about Team America, but I think you're absolutely right. And even, yeah, I also think, yeah, I, mean, I think they have the same qualities as Chapman, where it's like we're going to, like, we know where the line is, and we. And wait, different from Chapman, which is we know where the line is, and we may go over it because they like. Uh, like those guys end up going over the line in some way, shape, or form. But their goal was we're going to try to make this light and try to make this a bit more enjoyable because we because we we do know the atrocities yeah. that happen. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting example to bring up. Um, listen, that said, it's been hella fun talking about this film. Uh, let's let's certainly do some more. Dan, where can people find you in the world today? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Danny Taverner. It's like tavern or... We'll have it in the show notes. (laughs) I'm not going to make people... uh, (laughs) I'm not going to make people try to guess how to look you up. (laughs) D-A-N-N-Y. Yeah, man. It it was good talking to you and good, uh, good talking about this film. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. Thanks for thanks for having me. So that's our episode. I'm your host Trey Epps. Uh, what did you think of the movie? Did I get it right, or was I completely off base? Leave a message, and we'll play it during our ex- our next episode and discuss. Required watching is a movie club, so as much as I'd love to hear my own voice, I would love to hear from you guys. There's a link in the show notes where you can leave a voice message, or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Required Watch. See you there.